Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You are listening to Riding the Waves of Life and this is your lovely host, CJ. Thank you very much for joining me for today's episode. We are going to have a part two of the sexual compatibility podcast. Today, I would like to answer some frequently asked questions whenever the topic of sexual compatibility comes up. So, um, some people might wonder, question number one that is frequently asked and that is used as a justification for why people would want to sleep with whoever they are dating before marriage is always, what if I get married to them and then I find out that the man is impotent or I find out that the woman um, has issues getting wet or lubricating, you know? What if I get married to them and then I, I I cannot enjoy sex with them because of these reasons? All right, let me provide an answer. You see, sexual compatibility comes down to a number of things. First one is shared understandings. The second one is your needs and then your wants around sex. If you and your spouse or your partner aren't perfectly compatible, you find out that the two of you are not perfectly compatible after marriage, it's something that can be improved on. It can be improved through open communication and compromise. But if you just decide from the get-go that no, I am not compatible with this person because maybe the first time we we did it after marriage, I did not enjoy it. So that means they don't know how to satisfy me and I cannot enjoy sex with this person. Therefore, you start uh, going crazy thinking I made a mistake. I should have slept with them before marriage and all that. No, because as I said yesterday, sex is dynamic love making is dynamic it's something that can be improved on you get better at it with practice and with um, willingness and a readiness to learn study your partner know what they like what they don't like and communicate communicate openly i would advise though that you keep this type of conversation for until you are getting closer maybe to getting married but if you want to start early that's also fine talk about these things ask questions what do they like what are their fantasies what are their expectations when it comes to sex after marriage you need to be informed you need to know all these things don't feel shy especially young christians who are looking to get married and are dating don't feel bad to talk about sex talk about it you need to talk about it I don't know why we like to pretend that these things are not there or that um, everybody already knows about them. Like through some magic, they they, they are just um, omniscient, you know. They already know all that there is to know about sex. No, people need to be informed. I am talking about these things here because this is my pulpit. And most of the time on the pulpit in the church, they will not talk or tell you about these things and you who decide to talk about it you end up being labeled out as spoiled rotten a bad girl or a bad boy and then people have so many questions so many um 
things that they wonder and they they can't ask because they are afraid of being branded as bad they are afraid they are shy and then they go into marriage with all these unanswered questions and start making all the mistakes some women for example think that their role when it comes to sex in the marriage is to just lie down like a log of wood just be the receiver and the man is the giver <laughs> so they just lie down and they don't make any effort they will not make a sound a peep they will just be there like a starfish you know <laughs> They will just lie down there for the man to do all the work. They just be there like, okay, come on, baby. Come, do your thing, do your thing. I'm, I'm here for you. Just do your thing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Please forgive me. But these are some of the realities, you know. And these things, they are not, I mean, it's not a death sentence. If your spouse is like that, you just need to communicate. If you're afraid you will end up in marriage with somebody like that, the solution is very simple. Communicate before and after and during. You understand what I'm saying, right? <laughs> communicate. Talk to one another. Have these discussions even while you are dating. And then after you get the license to now practice to enjoy sex with one another communicate still keep communicating and do not make your spouse feel bad when they maybe first try second try they were not able to make you climax or you were not able to make them climax don't feel bad there's always a chance to improve okay some people might be wondering this girl she's not married how come she's talking about all these things uh, I'm not going to answer that question. I would leave your imagination to run wild. Whatever you think right now, yes, that is it. Because I'm not here to answer any such questions. But I'm here to focus on the topic of sexual compatibility. So let's go to question number two that people frequently use as an excuse to have sex before marriage. They go like... What if we get married and I find out that we do not fit, you know, her key doesn't fit into my hole or my, my hole does not fit for his key, you know, uh, what if the man is too big or what if he's too small or what if the woman is too large or what if she's too tight? You know, these questions about the person's, um, sex, sex organ. Let me tell you something. The first sex organ or the biggest sex organ is our brain, okay? Everything starts first in the brain. So, uh, when it comes to the issue of the man being too big, well, how big? I don't think I've ever seen um, or that I know about any manhood, natural manhood that is bigger than a baby or a baby's head. Meanwhile, women are able to push a baby, a whole human being out of their BJJ. So if they can do that, then logically you should think that there's no size that is too big. It's just about finding out how to work around it, how to use it. Now you may ask, what if he's too small? That is also not an issue because honestly, it's all about communication and willingness and knowing how to use your tools. 
the tools that you have that God gave you. So as I said, it first starts in the mind, okay? Sex isn't about just removing your clothes, jumping on one another, start pounding away. No. It starts from long before you guys meet in the bedroom, during the daytime. It starts from the text that you exchange with one another, the sexy messages, you know, how you talk to her, how you treat her at home, how you treat him, how you tell him about your fantasies, communicate, tell him, when we get home today, this is what I want to do. When we meet later today, this is what I would like you to do to me, you know? So in the mind already, there is a built up expectation and then you create the right environment for it. Make sure you are smelling good for your partner, please. Smell good. Eh? If you don't have money, save and get some, some cheap perfume, but that smells good. Take care of your body. Be clean. The ladies, the gentlemen, be clean. Change your boxes. Change your, your um, what do you call it? Uh, your uh, Ghana must go panties, please. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> eh? You can go to our sister from Facebook, Rashida Rashid, eh, who is, is selling uh, orgasmic draws. She calls it or- orgasmic draws, okay? Sexy lingerie available to you so that you can look good for your partner. Be daring. And if your partner communicates something to you that they want to try, don't just brush it off. Be open. So if all these things come together, the bedroom looks nice, smells good. You also smell good. You know, uh, the bed sheets are beautiful, comfortable. You put in some, you you play some nice music to set in the mood. You you make sure that maybe they woke up to breakfast in bed, or you have some roses, some champagne. You just imagine, beautiful. Already you have set the mood because as I said, it all starts with the brain, which is the biggest sex organ. Before you even start touching one another, build up that expectation, build the rapport, communicate, um, tease one another. You understand, play with one another. So, um, if you think that you are too small, focus on giving the woman pleasure in other ways. If you, the woman, you are afraid that you will get married and your man will be too small or too big, don't be concerned, don't focus on that because most women, the truth is that most women do not even orgasm through penetrative sex. That is the absolute truth. Most women do not. Very few would. Most women do not. They rather climax through foreplay, through other things. Maybe oral sex. Yes, I said oral sex, church people. So if you people are going to, uh, if you are scandalized, well, that is your own business. I've said my thing, you know. And I want some of you <laughs> that if you are going to listen to this podcast, if your ears are too holy, please do not come here and do not listen. <laughs> so if you are here, it means that your ears are not too holy to listen to anything I have said so far and anything I'm about to share again. So please, you see, it's all about making sure that the woman is lubricated enough because it is when there is not enough lubrication that all these frictions 
could happen and she can get bruises and then that is where the concerns about he's too big can come in but the truth is that when you are lubricated enough you will not even feel that you know whether it's too big or too small or whatever and when you focus on pleasuring the woman focusing on other parts of her body or her body and her mind as a whole i'm telling you she is going to climax and she will not even remember that you didn't actually um penetrate her so i hope that i've been able to answer some of these questions now if however you got married to someone okay uh, some people would be like what if the person is impotent and i find out after marriage first of all let me tell you there are ways to find out whether a man's manhood can stand at attention even before you don't need to sleep with him no you don't ladies be creative use your brain you don't need to go and you don't need to do anything just be observant that's all i can tell you i'm not going to tell you go and do this or go and do that when you are with him no don't do anything to the gentleman don't go and tempt him if you know that you are you want to live a life of consecration and chastity and wait until after marriage before you have sex don't go and tempt or torture that gentleman just be observant what did i say be what observant <laughs> okay now if you still don't understand what i'm saying go and pray speak in the language of the spirit and may the holy spirit inspire you to you know have ideas and understand what i'm trying to communicate now um if the person lied to you about having a medical condition you know that could potentially threaten your life such as a sexually transmissible disease or them being impotent or they cannot bear, bear children or something, it's a different matter if, let's say the person is impotent and they are trying to find a remedy, you know, and you can support them maybe as a partner even before marriage if they share this with you and you are willing to help them there are remedies you can together with your doctor try to find a solution and uh, until you get to the time of marriage then you have some time to decide if the treatment is not working then maybe you are free to walk away but if they hid it from you you didn't know you had no idea and you find out maybe on your wedding night the premise of the marriage was already wrong because it was based on a lie so you are free in this case i'm saying you are free to go because this person deceived you they are not who they seem to be they lied to you so you have the right to walk away right aha uh-huh. so um these are some of the concerns and i hope as i said i've been able to address them maybe we'll have another episode again where we talk about this same topic or a different dimension of it but for now i am going to end it here thank you very much for joining me you know i love you so 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 much if you have any questions do not hesitate to write them you have the option of adding um questions or um Uh, contributions or comments even in the form of voice notes especially if you are listening from um, some of uh, these platforms if you are listening from spotify from the anchor app or from rss distribution you have the possibility to add a voice note just like pastor um 
Courage did it the other time. He left me a very beautiful and encouraging comment in the form of a voice note. Um, I would like to give a very big shout out to Nana Kwame Nti from Facebook, my friend from Facebook. Thank you so much for being such a big supporter. I would like to give a shout out to Nana Ekuya. Ekuya, I am shouting you out and greeting you. And thank you very much to my squad, everybody else who has been listening and supporting from the one Dr. Seth, Isaac, Asamoah Bruni, um and uh, Dr. Kwesi and uh, Elom and uh, Elizabeth and Catherine. Big, big shout out to all of you. Thank you so very much for the love. God bless you so much and I appreciate you. This was your girl CJ and you were listening to Riding the Waves of Life. Until next time, be well. Bye-bye.